This is fucking terrible, but it's my fault, and I Wait, apologize. Wait, what the hell? We have to sing it. <laughs> Oh. And guys, I just have to apologize. This is absolutely my fault. I decided to go to Europe Fucking for four days. Sick. This is what happens when you film across the country. Across the world, buddy. Well, how's fucking Barcelona? Barcelona's fucking dope. Can I you think. just correct we, me on I've the been drunk pretty much the whole time. Could you pronounce it again? Barcelona? I heard everyone laughing in the background. <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's a um, lot of wine, a lot of tapas. Are you drunk now? Yeah, 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 for sure, for Got sure. It. It's also the time difference. What time is it? Night. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes, night. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. Uh, everyone here is super nice. But the wine is really good, and it's fucking beautiful. It's it's actually bullshit how beautiful it is here. Like, oh, I don't believe it. It's ridiculous. And, oh, God, the people are gorgeous. We should leave America. We should move to Barcelona. Let's do it. Yeah, I still have to get a passport. Oh, oh. fuck. How are you 28 and not, you don't have a passport? Poor, Kelsey, because poor people don't have passports. <laughs> Where the fuck am I going? I did lose my credit card and ID. I did. <laughs> it's well, you fine. You your passport. Yeah, I still have my passport, so it's fine. Luckily, Enough you can about do, like, Apple Pay or something. Yeah, let's get on because we sound terrible. Yeah, we do. Uh, so people wanted to know. The question was, what are we watching and reading? Do you have any facts about what you are watching and reading right now? I am starting corporate. This show called Corporate on Comedy Central. What? That's what I'm watching. Oh, okay. It just sounded so official and I didn't believe you. I'm starting Corporate in December. <laughs> no, I'm watching this show called Corporate. It's really funny. Uh, yeah. I just finished, I just rewatched The Office for like the mm -hmm. thousandth time. Uh, reading, I ordered Their Eyes Were Watching God. I haven't read that yet. I didn't read like anything in high school. I just lied to get out of all of the assignments. Or True. just like look did like spark notes or something like that so uh so i just ordered i just got their eyes are watching god so i'm gonna read that yeah and i feel like we we excused that shit in high school because i was high the entire time i was in high school so i don't remember anything <laughs> but i remember reading hatchet like three times oh did you, you didn't read the hatchet god no i didn't read anything you know what they're not teaching us about in high school shit that mm. fucking matters True. like I sex did. and taxes <laughs> and cooking honestly even fucking Basic ass cooking shit. <clears throat> yeah. There That's should be like a complaint. class called like repercussions. Like a hypothetical life and then you choose this and then it shows what will actually happen to you if you yeah. go on this path. Oh, you don't want to pay your car insurance for a couple months? Here's what happens. We should start teaching. No, we shouldn't. No one would trust us. Uh, they should. Speaking of not knowing about sex in high school, I want to bring in our next guest. She is a, the, maybe like one of the only feminist porn directors. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce our guest this week, Erica Lusk. This is Erica. Can hello. you see her? Oh, hello. Hi, Erica. So she's in Barcelona. I'm good. How are you? Very good. So you, okay, you're fucking, what you do is crazy to Americans, but I think in Europe, what you do is pretty fucking dope. Can you explain a little bit about who you are, what you do, What's your vibe? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I started to make films uh, around 14 years ago, 2004, mm -hmm. and made my first short film. It was called The Good Girl, and it was a short film showing 
Wait, the good sex. girl. The good girl. Why did you choose that title? Because I felt like I was a good girl, okay. and then I kind of turned. And so it had to do with that yeah. kind of good girl mm -hmm. fantasy and what I really wanted. Okay. And this was a film showing explicit sex, but from my Wait, point of view, what's explicit sex? It's that you see everything. You see that the sex is really happening. You show penetrative sex. Exactly. And oral sex and whatever mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. of sex. Uh, mm -hmm. you want to show. And what happened was that I had of course watched porn before as so many people growing up wanting to learn about sex and uh, going to porn to find out how it is actually done. Mm -hmm. But I had always felt a little disappointed when it came Why? to because it felt like porn was so much about the men and about their yes. sexuality and it had yes and it, it's like the women were only used somehow to satisfy them but it Someone wasn't say really that that's all women are for obviously not believe that <laughs> women matter can you believe it our pleasure matters yeah Women's pleasure matter yeah. of course and so that I, was your first film that was my first film and that was my first thought and then it kind of the, I sent the film to a few festivals, it started to win prizes, and I put it up online. And a few weeks after that, suddenly I had two millions of downloads. And I couldn't believe it. And I went like, what? What happened here? This was just kind of an experimental film that right. I have done. And people wanted more. And they wrote to me and they were like, Erica, please make more. We want to see more of this kind of indie adult style film. Mm -hmm. So what was different? like? How did you watch porn and what did you do differently as a filmmaker that would like make people want to watch? Especially, do you have like a larger female audience or what did you do differently? Well, I, I, I guess I've kind of done everything different from the beginning <laughs> to the end. It's like, yeah. you know, sometimes I say it's like going to a McDonald's or a fast food restaurant or going to a small little family restaurant. It's like everything is different from the kind of ingredients that you put in the food or the style that that you want to show in your films. You know, when I make a film, I care about all the details. Mm -hmm. I care about the cast, obviously, mm -hmm. who I'm choosing. Right. I try to choose people uh, that shows society as diverse as it is, right. actually, because yes. I'm very fed up with the mainstream porn and the way they yeah. only show very young, slim girls. And it's like, they all look like teenagers, like they right. just turned 18. Mm -hmm. And I want to, real. I want to see real people. You want to see real people. Real that, people. And I feel like that makes you more involved in the experience. Like when you, Definitely. the same way that it's like, if you see yourself involved in film and television and movies, mm -hmm. you can identify mm -hmm. with it harder the same mm -hmm. way that like mm -hmm. if you see yourself in porn maybe it's easier to get off representation it's it as matters. easy as that really and then yeah. it's also about how you produce the films mm -hmm. about the values you have behind uh, and I have a crew of women basically most of the people working in my company here in Barcelona and that are working on my film crew they are women you know the yeah. director of photography the sign sound designer the art director the assistant director you know the whole crew and that's women. that's power that's yeah. cool that's and awesome I, I see that the actresses <laughs> they feel so much more you know comfortable like, yeah they're in and a powerful. place where they yeah. know that their words matter they can you know feel comfortable exactly i have a question about the about the act like the actors that you get actors and actresses that you get for this um how 
are they like are they people who are already into like <laughs> that are already in, do you go like, out on the street yeah because like i know that some people are like would you do would you do like a nude scene or something like that like i don't know if there is because you're it sounds kind of like you're creating almost a new genre Uh, Absolutely. I used to call it indie adult because that's really what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to do something different from like the the basic idea we have of porn. Mm -hmm. I think that so many people have all this this kind of dirty, nasty connotation. Right, and it's like, oh, this Mm -hmm. girl gets fucked, or this guy, like, this (laughs) girl learns why those big tits are a thing. There's a lot of what I call punish fucking women in mainstream porn. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not even about having a good time together yeah. or having pleasure together. Uh, they just kind of smash up the bitch against the wall and kind of, rah, here, she's yeah. gonna have it. And, I, I and, and me, that's fine if, if that's what if, you're if into. If that's what you want, that, absolutely. that can be mm-hmm. okay. Definitely. But that shouldn't be 90% of what no, you find online. No, because sex is so much more. Yeah. Sex is, I mean, yeah. sex is really feeling it's wonderful and great and connecting with people and having that wait I want to watch your films yeah okay so I feel like we should talk about this because while we have Erica here it would be weird if we didn't bring it up that Kate has never had an orgasm that's okay. This, okay. this happens a lot. It happens. It happens a lot, and it happens for so many women. And I get so many emails from, especially young women, yeah. saying that they think that something is wrong with them and their bodies because mm-hmm. they can't feel it. Mm-hmm. And then, what? When you start talking to them, really, most of them have seen so much mainstream porn. And what happens in mainstream porn? Well. You know, women normally, or these actresses, they come from penetration. Boom, boom, boom. And that's that's not penetration. true. But it's not true. Because most women need to use their hands to feel themselves. And they mm-hmm. need time for themselves. And many, many women use toys, obviously, to get to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to learn how your own body works. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's totally and the it's best a recommendation. With... No, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but for it's it's a lot of shame too. Like feeling good is shameful to women in America, at least. That like no, in to all own your body. Yeah, fair, fair, yes. fair. But like I can only speak to our experiences. Is that it feels shameful and it feels wrong mm-hmm. to want to feel good and to get to that point of like coming or orgasming. It feels wrong. And so I think a lot of people go so far in their life feeling like they're doing as much as they can, but then to actually do it. But I also think that a lot of people kind of wait for someone to make it happen for them. No, I mean, I'm not. It's just it's more psychological than anything else. It's more the idea of uh, pleasure and shame, but not just pleasure. Like it's not specifically like sexual. It's just any sort of pleasure and this feeling of like worthlessness, uh, and shame. And, um, I mean, it's more than just, it's, it's more than just stuff about like, it's more than just coming. It's more than just that. It's, it's everything. I don't have a favorite color. (laughs) I don't have like, I don't know the stuff that I like. I don't, I don't. I don't have favorite things. I don't know what I like. That's something that I, that's why when everyone's like, oh, it's about this, you just haven't seen the right this or done the right that. That's not necessarily my situation. Because I I always be like, Kate, watch porn, watch this porn, watch like amateur porn, watch porn that's like made for women by women. And it's like, it's more psychological than that, I think. 
if you just have this trait, if you already have this trait, right, which is like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to indulge in anything that I actually like, then mm-hmm. the problem is the the feeling of wanting to indulge in things and following what feels good, right? And yeah. that's not really, that's one problem that is not mutually exclusive to just one area of your life that bleeds into everything. So I think a lot of times, and I end up getting like super defensive about it because when people are like, oh, maybe you should try like this or try it like that. And it's like, yeah. and it's, I know that it's hard for people to understand. I feel like a lot of times it's, it, people are sort of like, they want to help. And I know that that's yeah. like the, you know, overall what people, they're like, oh, but you're, you're living without this great thing. It's like, I know, um, um, I am going to therapy and like trying to work all that sort of stuff out. But I think that it speaks to a much larger group of, yeah, um, of women who mm-hmm. don't follow their good feelings, which is interesting, yes. which is why I'm so interested to talk to you about the type of movies that you make, because it's like you saw one area where yeah. it wasn't a representation of women going after what they want. And there's a lot of shame specifically even in porn. I remember like my friends didn't even say that they watched porn until like we were really drunk, like in college or something. But like guys were always like, let's go, yeah. let's be 12 years old and go watch porn. So like, I think that I'm sort of a personification of a culture. Like I'm still, I'm the result of this type of shame and stigma and whatnot. And I think a lot of women are. So I think it's really interesting to talk to someone who. But but it it is very interesting. And it starts at a very early age for so many women, because we are slut shamed since we are really young, young girls. You know, it starts when we start touching ourselves and our, our parents, our mothers mm-hmm. especially start telling us, don't do that, yeah. don't touch yeah. it. My mom told me my vagina was gonna fall off. <laughs> I was like five. That's, and I remember, yeah. I'll never forget, I was watching Titanic and I just started masturbating. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. And she came in my room and was like, <gasps> don't do don't that. Don't do that. Can, and and yeah. then like, when I became a teenager, she was like, oh, do whatever you gotta fucking do to release these hormones because you're a very angry teenager. But as a kid, it was it was like shamed upon. And I think it starts there for a lot of women because for guys, it's not that way. You know, they're yeah. touching themselves and it's like, oh, it's cute. This is little dick. You're yeah. touching it, you know? And nobody's <laughs> like, they are not telling them not to do yeah. it. And yeah. it, should be, it would be so much better if parents just could say, you know, yeah. maybe you shouldn't do that in the living room. Go to your own yeah. room. And you know, right. do that in your bed, or you know, yeah. it's nice. And 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 helping kids saying, it is nice to touch yourself. It feels good, you know. And it's not and then, wrong. And then it keeps coming, you know. Then suddenly you you start developing a body and breast and everything, and they start looking at you and laughing at you and commenting. And then if yes. you're a girl who wants to have sex and who are starting to have sex, then you're a slut and you're a whore and you are horrible. And all these things they do get into yeah. our head. And, and I, I do think that that they distract us from getting to know our own pleasure and what yes. we want and ourselves. Right, right? And yes. Like what we see on porn is supposed to be what makes you come. And it's not always yeah. true. Like we even joked about it, but like reading fan fiction or whatever, it, like yeah. that's some the fetish, right? Like fetishizing or whatever is, is it's a thing because it's a thing. We shouldn't feel wrong. We shouldn't feel punished and we shouldn't feel bad because you like something that isn't normal 
or because you like something that's not seen in mainstream porn. And I feel yeah. like we see a very specific agenda, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not to sound like a mm-hmm. fucking feminazi, but like it's very male driven. It's very point of view. It's very yeah, like the I mean, dude even, comes. Even that's that facts. though, it's even obvious. that like saying like feminazi, like I know that that, that was just like, <sighs> Some people could be radical in any way that they think, but to compare someone who's just like <laughs> trying to come rights to a fucking Nazi, that's insane. Yeah, like I but just want to fucking come and you're going to compare me to a Jesus. Nazi. And I feel like that, that idea of like, I think women, I don't know how it is in Barcelona. Like, I don't know if it's a, a little bit different. I know my own experience was also like women are supposed to like certain things. So Mm, you're supposed mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. put up with a lot of bullshit because that's Mm -hmm. what nice girls do. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to not think about sex because that's Mm -hmm. not what nice girls do. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to only like, like eat like a bird. You're not supposed to enjoy food because Mm -hmm. God forbid you gain weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those, to me, I think probably the two best things in the world are probably food and sex, right? (laughs) Isn't that what so makes like, the fucking world go round? So like, of course, those are the two things we need as a human race to survive. Yeah, it's sex, so we can become more. And yeah, it's yeah, eating. And I think that that yeah. is so. For me, I just I personally processed all of those limitations very yeah. personally. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not supposed to have sex, and I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to eat what I want to eat. And that then there came an eating disorder, and then yeah. there came as yeah. yeah. this sexual problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to now talk to people who are like, yeah, it doesn't have to be this way. And doing the podcast too, like we've gotten so many messages realizing that that's not an insane thing to have gone right. through. Like, yeah. it's not that crazy to have yeah. not come no, at, of before course. you're 30. Like, of course, you're talking yeah. about, I think, that it's 30% of women, or it's, yeah. it's, it's huge numbers, you know? Or, like, and, you yeah. think you've come. And, 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 yeah. there's, and there's a lot of pressure there also. There's a lot of, like, orgasm pressure. And I even yeah. see it, you know, when, when, when I shoot my films, because people are always asking me, but do they really come, you know? Do the women, do they come in your films? And I always say, it's like in real life, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you think they did, and yeah. sometimes they didn't. It's sometimes, crazy. Sometimes you, you look at them and you say, hmm, I don't know, I don't know if you really... Can you tell if someone's making it? Well, I'm, tell you? I'm starting to get better at it because I've seen it yeah. so many times, so I can see it in like the small things, you know, the red Yes. and the eyes and mm. you know the the respiration and how mm. they breathe and you know this kind of things but in the end i mean how with, with a woman you can never ever really really know it's not like with a guy there's you know it's it's it's, it's obvious yeah there's, there's so about, many times so many few times there's an ejaculation right how yeah. do you feel about female ejaculation well, I, I, I do definitely believe in it. Good. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's, I've seen it. Same. I've been around, but I haven't really experienced it oh, myself. Cool. So. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what you are doing to change the norm. Because I feel like so much shit that you have done is already super revolutionary mm-hmm. in all the awards you're doing. And like, what else do you, what else do you want to do? 
What else do I want to do? Well, uh, I've started a little more than a year ago with a new project uh, because I have been working for the last four years on a project called X Confessions. And it's yes. A, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a, no, but it's a super great website actually where people from all around the world are sending in their fantasies and their adventures and their you know sex stories. And I pick two every month and I make short films out of them. What? Yes. And I have already okay, made a hundred short films. A hundred? Yes, and I can't do it myself any longer. So a year ago, I invited other female filmmakers to join me in this project and start making films with, yeah, with different perspectives okay, and different so ideas. Cool. Kate's a writer. I'm not saying that you should, but you should fucking write some shit in. Yes. I'm just yeah. saying. No, but, but of course, because what are we going to do? Are we going to sit around and wait for no. the men to change the industry? No, because we do that every day already. The adult industry, you know how it is. It's run by men. Men are the producers, the directors. They are GPUs. the ones, the business owners. Yeah. They are the ones owning the money yeah. there. And women, I think that we can't leave yeah. porn behind because I think it's way too important because it's it's really a discourse that talks yeah. about sexuality and about sexual behavior and how we interact. And I want that to show, you know, a more human sexuality yeah. than it's doing today because it's these men it's, and it's, it's a small group of men really. Yeah. They are very alike, even if they are from Los Angeles or Barcelona or Budapest, you know, it's the same kind of man yeah. and he's doing the same kind of film. And because it's his way of looking at yeah. sexuality and what's sexy. And my concept is completely different. And mm -hmm. I think that women need to get involved and they need to, you know, to start telling the way we are living our sexuality in our female bodies mm -hmm. and what we like and what we don't Ooh. like. Girl, I know, Ooh, right? Yeah. Favorite person. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I love her. She's so and, and I wish you could be here, Kate, because like this office, it's all fucking women. It's totally, it feels so like, oh, just feminine as, as fuck, but also like really sexy. And it's all run by women for, it's just, it makes me feel really good and I wish you were here. Okay, I'll move to Barcelona. No, the average family visits five totally different websites before booking a vacation rental. You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Tripping.com is trusted by millions of travelers and featured by the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, Forbes, and more. Whether you're looking for a cabin or a beachfront home to get away to this winter or you're already looking ahead to vacations for this spring, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and amenities that hotels don't. Like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, and even fully stocked freaking kitchens so you can plan and cook your own meals great for families or large groups with tripping.com one search lets you filter compare and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like vrbo tripadvisor booking.com and more don't wonder if you're getting the best deal you'll save an average of 18 percent per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, head to Tripping.com backslash adult today. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com backslash A-D-U-L-T. Tripping.com backslash adult. adult.
That was our first ad, you guys. Yay. Should we do our question? Let's do it. Guys, we're going to actually do something. Yeah, we're doing something a little different. Normally we, we read a fan question, but we're gonna read a live question instead by someone who is in this room. We don't have to say his name. And I feel like the three perspectives that we have here are so ridiculously vital and important that I think we could probably solve his or her problem. Hey, person that is not gonna be in the video. Okay, so. Our anonymous live question What is the word? What was the question that I'm asking? About your porn addiction? Oh, the problem, it's not a, okay, that's a strong word. So I, I've been single for about two, maybe three years now. Okay. Um, dating apps, whatever, I do okay. I have a job that I'm fortunate enough, I get to travel a lot. I'm in situations where there are a lot of girls all the time. Um, so, you know, meeting people, isn't meeting a new girls, it's not an issue. The past six months, surprise, when I surprise. hook up with a new girl for the first time, I struggle to get it up. Because? And it's only with a new girl. If I'm with a girl that I've slept with before or hooked up with before, it's <laughs> not an issue. No, I'm serious, don't laugh at me. So I, I'm trying a new thing now where I'm going to stop watching porn. Because I think, Porn is the problem. That it's a desensitization thing. I'm not like, I don't have like a crazy porn addiction. Like, yeah, sure, I watch porn once every day, once every two days, something like that. I like it after the gym, after I boxed, calm down a little bit, whatever. Um, but so I you're, think, you're not able to satisfy yourself or other chicks because you think you're desensitized, I think I'm desensitized. to sex. Right. Because, because you've been of, watching Because I've been watching porn, porn, you know, since I was obviously 13 or 14, like every yeah. other dude in the U.S. Um, oh, I don't know who should take this first because like I feel like we're all gonna have different answers I feel okay. like Erica you should go so, first. So it's not it's and I know it's not a physical thing because I still wake up in the morning with morning wood and I yeah like I said it's When's not the a, last time you like came with someone? The other night. <laughs> so it's with someone that you had a connection with? With you know other girls that I've been seeing for a longer period mm -hmm. of time that's a thing that happens. But so like one night stands you're not able to get it off because it's It's very difficult. But in yeah. the beginning then it gets better after yes. a while. Yes, if, yes, if, yes. If you kind of kiss yes. around yes. and you fool well, around for a while, maybe then a mental up. thing. Yeah, yeah, I needed to get like more intense. Whereas yeah. with a girl that I've been seeing for a yeah. little bit, it's immediate. Right. I can, because I can you get it up immediately. Comfortable I guess that's what it is. Know her. But I, I still think it's a desensitization thing. So you're giving up porn for the next I, three I'm, months. I'm going to give it up for a month and see what happens. A month? Yeah, and see what happens. <sighs> What Erica, what do you think? Well, uh, I think it probably has to do with security somehow sure. because if you already had sex with that person, you know that it did work and then you feel secure enough. And what happens with porn sometimes if you watch it a lot, it can kind of dehumanize people. Women. Women. <laughs> Men also, sure. in a way, because yeah, yeah, fair, 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 women fair, fair, are treated like some kind of sex dolls, but men many times are treated like they're like this muscular, penetrative mm -hmm. machines. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the, the curious part of it is, this is a new thing. This is only in the past yeah, six months. Maybe you are becoming more mature wow, and, that you would be want, a thing, huh? and you want a more serious connection what? to someone. Yeah. Kate has something to say. It kind of sounds like 
it's becoming like one dimensional for you. Like it's, it's no longer kind of like, it's like empty calories right now. Porn is. So like you watch it and you're like, okay, this, it stimulates me. It's cool or whatever. But then when it comes to like actually being with someone, I feel like you've only had like the one dimensional thing. Like, oh, it's purely physical or it's pretty, it's almost like a fantasy now. Like if you watch, if the porn gets like more and more intricate and kind of a little bit abnormal, then how would you, how is real life going to compare? Right. That, how is that's, like, I agree with that. That's, that's part yeah. of the detox. I mean, it kind of sounds like wanting, yeah, wanting a little bit more. Like maybe you, you've seen all of you that you could see from porn. You've seen that and you're like, okay, now and? what? There's something more to this than just being physically aroused. There's something emotional maybe, or there's something like, like you, like you said, like with security, it could just be, you might be in entering a new part of your life. Do you think that not watching porn though is gonna change anything? Um, I don't know, I'm no expert, but I think that it could also be like, it might be that you maybe with the people that you're like hooking up with, maybe introduce porn with like both of you or like- Watch porn together, real, better like, porn. Make your, make your own better porn. Better porn. Uh, Erica, yes, exactly. But then also, I hear this from a lot of men when I start talking to them about porn and the, the shitty porn that, that there's so much of online. And then I, I tell them to look at it and focus on this. And suddenly they say to me, Erica, now you kind of destroyed porn for me. I look at it and I only <laughs> see her ugly face. Like she's not happy. This is not yeah. great any, anymore, you know? So it's about awareness also mm. somehow. When you are becoming aware of something, then you are changing your taste. It takes a change. Imagine if you were to change one little thing that could totally redirect what you feel sexually. Imagine that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we, we go to our cell phones or computers or whatever, and we go to our category and we scroll mm -hmm. through our category that we know we like and we go, okay, here's a different, excuse me, a different person that is doing the thing that I like and we come yeah. to it and it's become sort of like Numb. a chore. Numb. Yeah. 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 We have it's almost like how you, if you are to make something at home, like food at home, it might be really good from the restaurant or whatever. And you make it at home, it might not be the best right off the bat, but then you learn how to season it. I don't know if that w works, but you're- You have to practice. Yeah. We have a, we have an audience question. Yeah, I don't want to- Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll- Yeah. You can cut this out if you want. What's your, your question? But like, on a macro level, with regard to what he's saying, um, a lot of like sexual things that like block you in your- Can head. you hear Kate? Yeah. Uh, like, I was watching this video recently about people that are like sexually attracted to objects or uh -huh. to porn that is not realistic to have in real life. Uh -huh. Do you think that watching different and more healthy porn is the answer or like what is the answer to like a sexual thing that you crave in your head that might not be so realistic or appropriate for that matter? What's the best way to like think about it and circumvent it so that you can better suit yourself and your partner? Well, I think that if it's a fetish that doesn't hurt other people, it's okay. But that's always the limit, right? You don't want to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to porn, it's also important to think about the ethical aspects of it. Yeah. It's like, how has it been produced? Who's behind it? Who's you know, making the porn that you are watching? Because you know when because women aren't enjoying it. You fucking know it. And we've talked about this, Kate. It. We've talked it's, about it where yeah. it's like, 
it doesn't feel like anyone's having fun. It's interesting that both sides, like it feels like both sides want what the other side has been taught is normal. So like, I feel like it kind of sounds like from what we got just today, men are trying to understand how to make it more like more of a connection, how to have it be a little bit more than just sex and women are trying to figure out how they could do their opposite (laughs) yeah well because we already were able to learn how to have a connection with people or that we are supposed to or whatever and guys are always like no you're just gonna fuck bitches and keep going it's like or you might want love too maybe maybe it's a crazy notion that or connection doesn't have to be love. You have to feel something just, there There shouldn't be an end goal of coming. The same way that like sex isn't just about coming. Like sex can feel so good and you still don't have to fucking orgasm. It's about feeling something and feeling is the root of all fucking how anyone experiences anything. But there's too much pressure, no pun intended, on coming for sex and porn. Yeah, and many times it gets very technical because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so how do I do this? How do I make this happen? Mm-hmm. And then it's not about just uh, yeah, you know, the, 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 the moment. Good. I was thinking about another thing and that is that when you start to obsess about something because it didn't happen once and then you start to obsess about it and then you start blocking yourself. Yeah. And it keeps happening, happening, happening. So this has become a thing now in like my group chat with my friends where we we call it, it's called having the seed of doubt. And now, now, now you have the seed of doubt and you have to figure out how to make the seed of doubt go away because now it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now it's just, it happened once, so it's just going to keep happening over and over and over. Like foreplay. That just comes down to foreplay. But also like a will they won't. But actually, actually it is very true because I mean, sex really, where does it start? I mean, it starts in In your brain. It's your brain. It's your fantasy. It's your eroticism that connects you to your body. And then suddenly the body starts reacting, right? But you need that turn on. Mm -hmm. You need that thing that provokes you, that makes you, you know, wanting more. Foreplay is underrated is going to be the hashtag of this fucking episode. (laughs) And the mental foreplay, not just mental, mental foreplay. Oh my God, if a guy or a chick were to whisper some shit in my ear... That Ooh. would feel so much fucking better than a or physical like time. You know, a sex, like just a a look. sex situation. A look. Even a fucking look. Yeah. A sense. look is what starts it. I mean, a Sometimes. sex situation can start hours before the actual yes. encounter. You yeah. know, today we have also, we have all these this, uh, iPhones and smartphones. Yeah. And you can send a message to someone. You can send a picture too, to someone. You can turn someone on before yeah. even getting into that moment. Yeah. One of the things that I work a lot with yes. is cinematic films that are beautiful in, in design and in lighting and in you know the locations and the way yeah. we are dressing and 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 doing the makeup of our characters, but also the narrative. Who are these people? Why are they coming together? Where where does that passion come from? What is yeah. their thing? I kind of want to know, you know, that context to the sexual situation. That's where you're missing, to be honest. Anonymous user. The same way when you're watching like a movie and then you accidentally have to jerk off where you're like, wait, I wasn't expecting this. Like it, imagine that with porn, right? Like if you were like surprised because you know what's going to happen with porn. He's going to come probably on her face and everyone's done. If you, I think everyone just wants overall, it seems like everyone just got pieces 
of a whole experience. Like this piece is enjoyed by men. This piece is enjoyed by people like this. This piece is enjoyed by people like this. And I think what we're sort of coming around to is that everybody in a way craves their own full, well-rounded uh, whole experience when it comes to just meeting. To meeting You're very smart and I say that all the fucking time. <laughs> when it comes to like meeting the people and like getting that excitement and being like, oh my God, do I want this person in bed? Like, do, do, what do I want to be with this person? I like their smell. I like the idea of it to seeing how it actually comes to fruition. If it does, like there's so many, it's, um, emotions can play such a great part in it. It so should. I think that's what we're and sort of getting is, down to. It is part of a sexual mm-hmm. situation. Emotions. Yeah. And that's yeah. not shown in porn. No, the only point is, penetration and coming whereas there are so many other beautiful ways to feel great things and have these amazing moments and relationships sometimes i come looking at flowers <laughs> kelsey what i get turned on by like the like i what makes me feel good it shouldn't always be sex yeah it's in there Okay, Erica, fucking, this was an incredible conversation. You're fantastic. I hate to end this, but I know. more. I know. Well, you're coming back. You're coming to LA in March. We're going to have you back on. But can you tell people where to follow you, where they can watch your shit? Because people need to watch your shit. Watch my shit? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So if you want to watch my shit, you will. And you do. Go to ericalast.com, Erica with a K, or you can go to xconfessions.com, where you can send your fantasy and maybe I'll make your film. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. My shoutouts are you at Trey Orgish at Hoff Sarah at Amy ST515 at Kelly K2117 at L Luca Slur. Um, at Petita Gonz- underscore Gonzalez at uh, Soul Side Up at uh, Wall Brown F and at Dude Ebro. Oh okay. no, that would just be Dude. Wow, guys, sorry about the sound. <laughs> We're across the world from each other, but that's what happens when you record a podcast across <laughs> the world. Uh, you can follow me at Kelsey Dara on all the things. You can follow me at Kate Peterman on Instagram and at K-A-Y-T-E-P-E-A on Twitter. <laughs> Don't forget to rate this on iTunes. We jumped back up in the fucking thing last week. Cool, this is a great, um, this might be my favorite episode. I think so too. Is that weird? No. Not. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> love you. Love you. Fucking, fucking bye. bye. bye.